Good morning. Welcome to three minutes of markets and money. It's not going to be three minutes today. It's going to be a little bit longer, but hang with me because we are going to talk about the markets. But I want to get into this inflation issue from yesterday that weighed on the markets, right? This inflation expectations. Is it really a transient issue or is this really about inflation that's going to be with us for quite some time? Let's look at some charts. Yesterday, CPI came out a lot hotter than expected. And of course, uh, this really got a lot of people concerned about, oh my gosh, you know, we're going back to the 70s. Relax. No, we're not. Okay, so <laughs> we're not going back to 70s. Very different economic environment back in the 70s that fostered higher inflation, then combine that with the oil embargo. And then that's where you had a, kind of a, a big spike in inflation. Then we don't have that economic environment today. We're not 80% manufacturing anymore. We don't have rising trends of economic growth uh, growing at 8%, 9%. We don't have rising wages at 8 9%. Just don't have the environment for it. We're in a deflationary environment long term. We Yes, we are getting some inflationary pressure short term because of what? The economic shutdown and $5 trillion worth of stimulus. Not surprising if you throw gasoline on a fire, you're going to get inflation. And that's exactly what's going on here. But is it sustainable? That's the big question, right? You know, is this inflation going to last months, weeks, years? That's the big issue, right? So if we're going to have rising inflation for a very long period of time, that's a different story. Very likely this inflation is not going to last long for a couple of reasons. One, and when I say not long, I don't. I mean a few months. <laughs> this will last a few months. Uh, but this is because largely because of the base effects from the shutdown, right? So we had a big deflationary uh, plunge back in 2020. So we had very suppressed prices because of the deflationary pressures of the economic shutdown. Now, we, since we compare CPI, inflation, all that on a year-over-year -year basis, we're now getting this problem or this catalyst of a year-over-year -year change against those very low numbers previously, those base effects. So that will work its way through the system here over the next couple of months. You're going to start to see this number, this, this change in base effects begin to come back down uh, towards reality. Last, and also just remember that inflation can't grow much faster than economic growth over time. So of course, we are having you know, probably three to 4% economic growth this year by the time we get to the end of the year on a real inflation adjusted basis. That means that inflation at three or 4% right in line with economic growth, what you would expect. Now, next year, we're going to start to drop back down to sub 2% growth as all the stimulus works its way through the system and leaves. And so when economic growth starts to drop back down towards 2%, inflation will eventually go with it because that's the deflationary pressure of debt deficits and uh, economic growth over time. But certainly in the near term, huge spikes in inflationary numbers on a month over month basis. Again, not really surprising when you have have so much impetus of a reopening of the economy, people are running out to spend money, especially in the restaurants and those type of areas. And that's really where all this is showing up. So, you know, when we look at this kind of headline versus core, where's all that inflation actually really showing up from? That inflation's really showing up in some of the areas that you would that you would expect. People running out with a stimulus check going, hey, I need to buy a used car. Used car prices had a huge jump over the last month as people are rushing out. Then I you know, we've talked about this on the show. There are no cars to buy because of the semiconductor shutdown. So you can't buy a new car. And if you're going to buy a used car, you're going to pay through the nose for it right now. So you better damn well need a car because <laughs> you're going to be stuck with this thing for a while. Because once this uh, semiconductor shortage goes through and, and you basically go back to normal prices in cars, you're going to have a deflationary drag in car prices in the future as supply starts to catch up with demand, semiconductors come back online. 
uh, if you happen to have a bunch of old classic cars sitting in a garage somewhere, time to sell it. <laughs> You're, you are going to make a mint on old classic cars right now because people need cars. Uh, but other other places too, where are we seeing inflationary pressures the most? Well, it's coming from the areas that have been shut down and people are going back. Food away from home, lodging away from home, airlines, motor cars, used vehicles. That's where all the inflation is, right? It's all these things that were shut down, had no activity for the most part. And now that we're opening those back up, well, people are starting to buy that stuff and and the airlines are going, hey, pff, we're going to raise fares. Remember, we were talking about March, April, May, June last year. He's like, you could book a flight to Florida for like four bucks and a box of peanuts, right? And now you have to pay for it. So, you know, now prices are coming back up. It's all showing up in these inflationary numbers. Again, transient in nature. This will go away. Hotels, auto used auto rental cars. Again, you know, if you want to rent a car, I told you about my experience. There are no rental cars. All the rental car companies sold off their vehicles, um, you know, uh, to try to stay in business during the pandemic now a shortage of cars leads to guess what higher rental prices uh, again seeing this really kind of flow through all across system and, and again we had this big deflationary push well below trend growth trend in in 2020 so expect to have inflation a little bit above trend here over the course of the next couple of quarters again as we work through the stimulus and the economic reopening the, ex the expanded unemployment benefits all that extra spending power will start to fade and towards the end of this year we're going to start to drop back towards our growth trend line that cpi runs over time and so you know and this is one of the things the fed continues to work with is that there the fed has a a path trend that they want of about 2% inflation that equates to what? 2% economic growth. Where are we going to be back in 2022? Back to 2% growth. So that's where all this will eventually settle out as, as we get back to longer term trends. And because of the problem of the transient na nature of stimulus and support, that's why also a lot of these price pressures, because of the shutdowns, because of the supply chain blocks, because of all the other issues that are going on in, in the system, that's where we're going to see this. And of course, this inflationary push is also pushing the, the Federal Reserve to potentially start tapering and potentially start hiking rates. You hike rates, that slows economic growth, that also quells inflationary pressure. So again, this is why all of this towards the end of this year, we're going to start to see the issue of, of you know, potentially slower rates of inflation as we get there. So now understanding where we are with this inflation number, not surprising that yesterday we saw a bit of a sell-off in the markets. Now the S&P 500 sitting right here on the 50-day moving average, important to hold support here, but keep a watch on what's happening with the markets here because again, we're still on this money flow sell signal as we've been talking about, that keeps pressure on prices. And despite this breakout that we had of last week, we said it was important for that to maintain itself. That didn't occur occur and of course we not only went back into the consolidation range but actually have now broken through that and are now testing the 50-day moving average sell signal still in place here and again that signal has kept you know basically us on the right side of the markets here now we are looking at adding some exposure here and we did that with the tech heavy nasdaq because that money flow sell signal much deeper here in fact this signal is now at the same level that we saw back in march of 2020 doesn't mean the market can't go lower first because that sell signal is still in place we were a little bit early starting to nibble into some positions in the portfolio paying for that a little bit right now but i think that that's eventually going to pay for itself here that we could potentially get a rally here back potentially 
continuously towards the 20 day moving average. That may be all we get, but we'll be looking for that rally to sell into raise cash and reduce positions as we get further into summer, because now we start talking about the weekly indicators starting to roll back over at that point um, and giving us a potential setup here for a 10 to 15% correction sometime this summer. Markets are fairly oversold here. This selling stampede is getting fairly extended. So looking for a reflexive rally here that sets a lower high is going to be what we're looking for. And again, that would also line up with the potential setup of this head and shoulders pattern. We've got a left shoulder here, head here, a lower right shoulder, and then a break ultimately of the 200-day moving average is going to be the real concern that we're looking at in the markets potentially a little bit later on this summer. So again, inflationary pressures in the short term probably transient, but that is going to weigh on prices. I think we get through that temporarily with the Fed, start looking for announcements from the Fed that they're not too worried about it, get some support to markets on a rally, and then that's going to be the rally you want to potentially sell into and raise some cash for the summer. I'm your host, Lance Roberts, for a little bit longer than three minutes on Markets & Money. See you tomorrow.